Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf and Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. The Eagles are Super Bowl champions. I'm going to get drunk. Where them beers, where them beers. All bottles on Mr. Lurie tonight. Damn, that's going to make me throw up. What was it like to have Bradley Cooper in the booth? We the best. No one could have got me a Caprice? Where's the ball security? Touchdown, Tom. Loser. Nick Foles never lost a Super Bowl. Good evening, everybody. And welcome to a very special edition of Birds with Friends at recording time, at press time. It is 10.41 on the East Coast. I am here in my basement. Shulkapadia is there in his. And let me say off the top that if this is not your first time listening to Birds with Friends, if this is your second or beyond, and you have not yet left a review, and you are listening to this episode, I want you to pause the recording now, I want you to go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review for Birds with Friends because this is an unplanned recording, a post-Super Bowl, post-game pod from Bo and Shiel that is done out of the kindness of our hearts for you, the listeners, after the most garbanzo bean Super Bowl that has ever been. Shiel, we proceed. Now, this episode is embargoed for several hours. We will explain that later in the show. But let's first talk about the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl that was, I would say, the worst football game I saw all year long. It was terrible. And just to <laughs> echo your sentiments, yes, I, obviously, as our loyal listeners will know, I had no intention of doing this podcast, no desire to do this podcast. But as they always know, also know, I give in to peer pressure. Mm. I, I, th- I think it's a smart thing to do. I think it's a lot easier to go through life that way. Why fight things? If everyone's telling you to do something, there's probably a good reason for it. You go ahead and do it. And so uh, I actually sent you the text. I said, you know, maybe. It's true. We, you know, I didn't think this was going to happen. You didn't think it was going to happen. I sent you the text. We were going to do a podcast on Monday. So really, you know, I was thinking I'm going to have to do one. In we're the next moving it ahead. Hours. That's true. Uh, I'm not that tired. And I, this, this is a birds with friends first at the Capadia household. Oh, go on. I have a little adult beverage next to me in the basement. Oh, baby. So do I. Oh, yeah. It's okay. the Super Bowl, Shield. Now, let me, tell you, let me ask you well, this. Well, I, di- I didn't have any during the Super Bowl. but You didn't? No, oh. but this, uh, this podcast uh, pushed me to open up the fridge and mm. celebrate the end of the season. That's interesting. I cannot say the same. Oh, now. <laughs> I do have to say, and I was going to say this before we recorded, like normally I'm joking about do not get fired, like legitimately. Come on. You have a family, you know, you have bills to pay. Just uh, maybe don't think a lot before you speak, but, you know, maybe just like a a millisecond or something. That's fair. Let me ask you this question. Uh, What was your wife's reaction when you told her that you were going to do do a podcast tonight? I don't know. I I, she well, she went upstairs and I was going to – uh, go up and take a shower and then go to bed. And then I came down in the basement and I went back up to uh, get something and all the lights were off. So she has not responded and just all the lights were off. I, I don't think mm. she really cares one way or another. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why? What was your wife's reaction? She said, she said, tell, tell Sheil, 
you know, some some unchoice words. Oh, <laughs> jokingly, jokingly. You know, we had I had uh, Rachel was uh, at a bachelorette party this weekend in Disney World. Oh, Casey and I took a little took a little road trip yesterday up to Middletown, Connecticut. Got a chance to see the Wesleyan women's hockey team, Sheil, defeat the Middlebury women's hockey team for the first time in 64 meetings. Wow. Her Elizabeth Wolf, the assistant coach. Coach of the year. Assistant coach of the year going up against her former team. What mixed emotions. What a tough game. Mm. And yet, they prevailed. The first time that Wesleyan has ever defeated Middlebury. What a, what a day it was. Casey Wolf had a great time. Had a nice day today. Watched the Super Bowl. And, and, and I mean, the highlight of that Super Bowl was, to me... Probably Jared Goff throwing the ball off of C.J. Anderson's behind. It really was brutal in so many ways. I mean, so you know, so much hype. Here's what here's, what here's what I was thinking. Yeah. I don't mean to cut okay. you off. No, go ahead. I have like nothing to say about this game. As so go ahead. Uh, as a liaison to the academy, I was looking at the Eagles' schedule a few days ago, just looking back on the season, and I, it, from the corner of my eye, noticed that. There was a preseason game the Eagles played against the Browns, which I, I guess they lost 5 to nothing, which I have almost no recollection of. You covered that game, didn't you? No, I didn't go to Cleveland. You must have gone to Cleveland. So that tells you the indelible mark that that game left on both of us. I did go to – I think I did You go went to, to that game. Cleveland was hard knocks. Baker Mayfield made a couple nice throws in that game. I remember – the only thing I remember about that game – is Baker Mayfield making one nice throw in which he threw it over a second-level defender to the sideline. That's the only thing I remember. And yet, I would much rather watch that game, which I have no recollection of, a third preseason game, like on a 24-7 loop, than have to watch that Super Bowl again. That is the way that I feel about that garbanzo beans Super Bowl 53. It was not memorable at all. There, there's, uh, there's no two ways around it. I guess you know. I was thinking about if it's the worst Super Bowl I've ever seen when we were growing up. Well, I guess I should say when I was growing up. You know, you're a you're a young man, uh, unlike me. When I was growing up, I remember the stretch of all the blowout Super Bowls. There was like a fifty-five to ten. I Am I younger that. than McVeigh or older than McVeigh? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I have no idea how old you are. You could be like uh, twenty-two. Or you could be 53, and it, it wouldn't, I don't know. This is so good. This is so good. McVeigh is six months older than me. So I am younger okay. than McVeigh, which is, that's fantastic. Okay. I'm happy to be hashtag younger than McVeigh. And so the only reason this was not, I would say, worse than those Super Bowls, and maybe it was, is that at least there was like a little element of drama in the fourth quarter where the game was tied. I mean, it wasn't, you weren't really... Wondering who's going to win this game. But can I be devil's advocate? At yeah, least in ahead. those games, there was a team who deserved to win the Super Bowl. That's true. I mean, we're really, you know, I don't think it's um, it's a homer take. No. Say, man, if Alshon Jeffrey catches that ball. Wow. Well, here's the thing. I think that if if either of the championship game results had been reversed, the loser of that game would have would have rolled in the Super Bowl. And I also think that if the Eagles had beat the Saints, 
they would have beaten the Rams and they would have beaten the Patriots. This Eagle, this year's Eagles team, nowhere near as good as last year's Eagles team. And yet I do believe if they had beaten the Saints, they would have won the Super Bowl. I think that's right. I think the fan base that, you know, and, and they have been demonstrating how upset they are, but the, the Saints have to be the team. Well, you know what? You could say the Chiefs too. I mean, I my think gosh, the, I Angie, think the Chiefs are worse because this was your year. This was Look the at this year team you lost to. That game, that game you was were at like home. such a weird script. If it was uh, this Chiefs team against that Rams team, I think the Chiefs would have won by three touchdowns. Probably. I don't know. Maybe Chiefs not. Maybe three so bad. is too much. But that Chiefs defense was so bad that the Rams, you have to figure, would at least be putting up some. As points I said to you at one point, I think that Wade Phillips was the only single, single likable person uh, in attendance for the Super Bowl. Well, that's probably true. I mean, I I do think, and no one will want to hear this, but I mean this this season and this run is probably a, you know. Bill Belichick to take this team to the Super Bowl and win a title with them is uh, that is an impressive feat. I think that's fair. I think there's no doubt about that. Um, and yet, like, what a lucky road! It well, I mean, the, you know, all, luck is the yeah. residue of design. I mean, they, you know, they, they to, for it to happen this many times is obviously not luck. But this this was I would have to think that this is the worst of the. Patriots Super Bowl champions. Oh yeah, I I think Eagles fans have to be feeling pretty great about it if they if they sort of take a step back and you look at how this game unfolded. There right. are many layers from how they could view it. I mean, number one is your coach and your backup quarterback at the time hung forty one on the Patriots last year, and other than the Giants, are the only team to have taken them down in the Super Bowl, and the way they did it in such a quote-unquote fearless manner compared to the nonsense we saw from the Rams and Sean McVay what today. What was that nonsense? Uh, that has to make well, – we, we we'll unpack – let's unpack all those details in a sec. That has to make you feel good. And then number two, well, I guess it's really the same thing. But, man, and you go to anybody and say Peterson and Wentz or Goff and McVay, I mean, I don't know. You, you look, at how, look at how Peterson coached in a big game compared to – McVeigh in a big game, and this sort of feels like a loss that is going to haunt this Rams team, and it's going to be a little bit time. I mean, you think of everything you put into a season, and then you lose a Super Bowl like this, and you score three freaking points against what is not a juggernaut of a defense. Uh, I think that haunts you going into next year. So I think Eagles fans probably, if they take a step back from the overall disappointment of the season, and if they can separate themselves from the fact that uh, the Patriots and Belichick and Brady won sort of long-term, I think you're, you're probably feeling pretty good about yourselves going into next season. This was the last football game of the year. That's why I have a beverage. We're mm. celebrating the end. That's true. Okay. What did you, what did you eat for, what was your Super Bowl uh, spread? Well, we did nothing special for the Super Bowl. I'm not. Although my wife did make a little, uh, she had a recipe for like a gnocchi, mm. some type of, uh, I don't even, I'm probably butchering it. It had to go in the oven. It wasn't just like when I make the gnocchi and you, you just put it in the boiling water. And You've eat got it. a gnocchi in you? No, I mean, you take the okay. Trader Joe's and uh, you okay. throw it. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I don't. Come on. And uh, she had some uh, vegetables. So that that was very tasty and delicious. Okay. Other than nice. that, I, you know, I was uh, 
watch it. As I told you before, so I had this idea that, you know what, uh, I can write, you know, a nice 10 observations piece or something to supplement the athletics NFL coverage. And so uh, I actually sent an email out early in the week and I said, you know, hey, I, I can do this post. And they said, okay, that sounds good. And something else happened later in the week, which mm. we'll get to that I, I was working on today. So I said to him later in the week, I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that. And thank God, because I would not have had 10 observations. Well, and on you this. like actively chose to work on your birthday yesterday on a Saturday. So that would have been like beyond above and beyond to the point of like, uh, like. What am I, TV uncle? Yeah, like narcissist, like. Uh, butt kissing almost yeah, i generally enjoy working really yeah i don't know of anything that you generally enjoy <laughs> well so there, well, that's working, good then that's but, like, but working like that i get to be by myself in a bunker mm, no one bothering me that's true so yeah i that's do enjoyable. i do i will say the kind of work that you would have been doing on your birthday is more enjoyable than like uh working on like a feature because then it's it's much more um, you feel like you, you you feel like every word counts. It feels like yeah. there's pressure to make this great thing. Whereas if it's more of a reaction to news, and it's like, oh, let's get this bad boy out. Let's exactly. make it cogent. That's that is more fun, I think. Sometimes you have a take. You just want to get out there. Mm. You know. And we I will get to that. And I think you have the right take. But on Nick Foles, right? Let okay. me let me ask the you game. This. Let's let's get into the the details of the game. Well, before we get into the well within the details of the game. I'm going to go through the last 15 Super Bowls. I've pulled them up. Oh, wonderful. I want you to tell me whether I, you have two questions to answer for each Super Bowl. Gee, whether, okay. whether you think Sean McVay is better than the coaches involved and whether you think Jared Goff is better than the quarterbacks involved. Overall or their performance tonight? Uh, I am I, next, overall. next week. You are playing in the Super Bowl, okay. and you are getting this coach and this quarterback versus this coach and this quarterback who also have a week to prepare from that time. Okay. So it's not, it's not overall. It's more like, I'm telling you, listen, 2005, you've got Donovan McNabb and Andy Reid playing the Patriots. Would you rather have uh, them or McVan Goff? It's not a tandem combination. It's two separate questions. I gotcha. All right. Okay. This should be fun. So 2005, which is the 2004 season. As we proceed, Belichick and Brady, Reed and McVeigh. Obviously, you would say McVeigh and Goff are worse. Belichick and Brady versus Goff and McVeigh, you're saying? Yeah, and then also yeah, obviously. Reed and McNabb. Oh, we're doing both teams. Both, so, both, uh, both. Because be my, what, I'm wondering it where Jared Goff ranks among the 30 quarterbacks who have played in the last 15 Super Bowls. Uh, I would take McNabb and Reed, yes. Okay. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers 2006, that is early Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin. Is that uh, Tomlin or Cower? Is that Cower? I don't know. You're doing this dumb exercise right. without asking me questions. <laughs> Honestly, fair point. <laughs> uh, I guess I would. I that's got to be. That's got to be Cower. There's going to be a strong recency bias here, but I would. I guess I would say I would take that. Those two. It is Cower. It is Cower. It's Cower and like rookie. Roethlisberger. I okay. would take, yeah, I would take them both. How about this? Just keep naming names and I'll tell you if there's one that I would take McVeigh, 
and golf over so that we can uh, expedite this. But I don't want to make it. I, it's important to make it that it's not the tandem. It's two I understand. Separate questions. I understand. Okay. They, the team that they beat was Mike Holmgren and Matt Hasselbeck. I mean, that's like a, a t- I, I don't know. I think I would take Matt Hasselbeck. So would I. So would I. I, I might. No, I would probably take Holmgren. Especially in a game like this. Hasselbeck could have got you like a few field goals, I feel. He was an efficient player. Yeah. Not a and okay. is is Mike Holmgren like punting three times from the opponent's territory? I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember what his game management style was. All right. Uh next up we've got Lovey Smith and Rex Ryan. I mean Rex Grossman. <laughs> oh my god, this segment. All right. I would I would take oh god, uh this segment. I think I would take the Rams. Both, Both the Rams guys. Probably. I I don't remember much about the Lovey Smith era. I am not sure. I think Rex Grossman is the guy that I have in mind for Jared Goff. And would I rather have Jared Goff or Rex Grossman when he was good? Not good, but like when he went to the Super Bowl. I don't know. At least Rex Grossman's going to throw it deep. All right, let's go. I would really like to kill this segment. Okay, Peyton Manning, Tony Dungy. Uh, 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 Tom Coughlin, Eli Manning, Belichick Brady, uh, Tomlin Roethlisberger, uh, Kurt Warner, and who was the Cardinals coach? Was that Wisenhunt? I think that's right. Okay. I would. Uh, I think I would take McVeigh over Wisenhunt, probably. Okay, maybe. Uh, Peyton and Breeze, Dungy and Manning, Tomlin and Roethlisberger, McCarthy and Rogers, Coughlin, Manning, Belichick. I would, I would take McVeigh over McCarthy, probably. Okay, you say that now. Uh, Harbaugh, Kaepernick, Harbaugh, Flacco, Carol Wilson. Uh, who's this Broncos team that they beat? Fox and uh, Fox and Peyton. Manning. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Carol Wilson. Belichick I would take Brady. McVay of Fox. The other Broncos team that lost, that beat the Panthers. Rivera Newton. So basically, Jared Goff is the second worst quarterback at best of the last 15 Super Bowls. And McVay is what? The th- maybe the third worst? Yeah, I mean, there there probably is a bit of a, I would think there's a recency bias with our... Not with Goff. Check, not with Goff, with McVay. Goff stinks. And McVay, the thing that is not recency bias, as we have both said all along, he has this reputation because he is the young guy of this, like, wonderkin gunslinger who who has yeah. the answers. He he has coached scared for his entire tenure. He is not an aggressive coach. He is a conservative coach when it comes to in-game planning. It is maybe maybe he's bringing some interesting things to the table in terms of schematics uh, and the way that he's building the offense and if you want to say, if you want to buy into the hype that he is, uh, you know, telling Jared Goff what to do before the snap. But in terms of like uh, fourth down decision making, punting decision making, he coaches scared like a person who is afraid of the moment, and he did that tonight. And you know, it was it was only the Super Bowl. There was no reason for him to play like he wanted to win the game. Yeah, I mean, early on, it was the let's see, where was this punt from? Was it the the forty two? 
Yes. Yeah, fourth and, like th- I mean. fourth and three from the New England 42. It's your second offensive possession, and you're taking this, this, this garbanzo delay of game, and you're punting. <laughs> Pathetic. What the hell are you doing? What are you doing? It's I a mean, Super Bowl. Did you not watch last year's Super Bowl? The, the, like, the pendulum that swung from an all-time great and exciting Super Bowl last year to this just Trashita Jones of like nonstop and and this idea that uh oh well you know this might not have been the Super Bowl for everybody but if you're a fan of defense this was the Super Bowl oh, for you what losers are putting that take out is the that hell out terrible of this was not like a this was not Listen. some great defensively played oh. game this was two quarterbacks playing like they were I don't know Joey Elliott or like you know, Matt Barkley in a preseason. It was terrible. Who the hell is Joey Elliott? Joey Elliott was in a uh, it was in a spring OTA with the Eagles. <laughs> I, I was sure you just got that name wrong. Matt right. McGloin? I don't know. What do you want? What do you yeah. want out of me? No, I mean that. You know what? I actually wanted Adam to Divincenzo. I wanted to tweet that out. Should I tweet it out now? What? I, I wanted to be like the bat that, that this was a defense a game for hey, defense. football hipsters spare me with your nonsense takes tomorrow about this being a you know that is that is I believe that will be my least favorite take from the Super Bowl because this was not like wow I'm you know I'll give a little bit of credit to Wade Phillips like I said the only likable player or the only likable person in Atlanta but, yeah uh, like you know there were guys open. And they were, and 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 these quarterbacks were either checking down or running scared or throwing just like with their heads tucked into into the void. It was it was not like a fun, hard hitting like that. Like the Eagles Bears sixteen fifteen game was a well played defensive game for the most part. Like the Bears defense, that's a fun defense to watch. These two defenses were not that exciting. Like it, it's not like. And don't and spare me like the oh well let's wait till the all twenty two comes out to see what fun stuff they were doing. These quarterbacks looked pathetic. Yeah, I mean I think I will I will give. I guess you can give the defense. I will give the defensive coaches some credit, but yes, I, I thought that it was a, definitely a combination, and it was more of I thought uh, bat terrible quarterback play. Now I, I will mean, say we we both to our credit. We both expected that the Patriots defense was going to uh, make the Rams offense look silly in this game. I didn't think it was going to be like this. Well, I didn't think it was going to be three points. Yeah. But no. I thought it was going to be you – know, I, I, thought, I thought that Belichick was going to pants McVay. Which, I mean, boy, I mean, that, that's the number one thing from the game, I think. You think so? I, I know nobody likes Belichick, but my gosh – I mean, but he, he, he did he did what we've been saying all along put the game on make make it Goff's game yeah but it's not i mean they did a, they did a great job of it. i am not yeah. taking i am not taking that away from him but yeah i mean he found a he found a way to do that which we you know it's easier said than done for us he found a way to make that what it actually was it really was a terrible performance from Goff and mcveigh i mean he McVay, mcveigh so we, he had that punt early and then I know it's third and 22. Like, you're probably not going to get that. Like, just throw a go route down the sideline. What are we doing? They were, there were like a couple borderline ticky-tack 
calls already. If you get a flag. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a tie game in the fourth quarter with Brady and Belichick on right. the other sideline. You've scored three points all game and you're just giving away a possession. I mean, what kind of loser football is that? So that well, was the problem was the clock was winding down. It hit it as the clock was beginning to wind down. Someone handed Sean McVay some hair gel. And so he had to make sure that he got that on. And when he finally returned his focus to the game, it hit 15 seconds and Jared Goff had no idea what to do other than to just run the ball. So that was brutal. And then Goff, I mean, I, I was taking some notes I, early on. That third and two, he had that terrible sack that I'm knocked impressed. him out. I'm impressed with your with your interest in watching the game as a actual <laughs> working journalist. Knocked them out of field goal range. I mean, that was a terrible sack. I was cooking. I had fired up halftime. I was cooking some grilling some barramundi and uh, scallops on the grill. It was a nice little time. Okay. Uh, what else do I have here? The, the throw to Cooks in the end zone. Now, that one I do want to see the all-22 Oh, on. my God. It felt like, like uh, he was standing there for like six seconds. It honestly it, it felt like uh, the kind of play that you would see in a, like, you know, Northwestern Iowa game. Yes. Like, it takes, it takes him an extra second and a half to recognize the guy being wide open, and then he lofts the ball with – with way too much air and enough for the defense to make a recovery that they should not be able to make. There was, it was not an NFL caliber play. Like it was not a week one NFL caliber play, let alone a Super Bowl caliber play. Then Romo pointed out the, then there's also that deep dig. Is that what you're going to say? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other one. Uh, you know, it, it looked like he had that wide open and he threw, uh, I think it was like a, a go route down the left sideline. And then of course the interception was terrible <laughs> there against the zero blitz. I mean, those and are meanwhile, Brady was, there. we Brady was not much better. Like these Brady throws to Chris better. Hogan, like as if he's not looking at any other receiver, but Chris Hogan and just, I mean, Brady was bad. He was bad. He made he made the one nice throw to Gronkowski. Yeah, that was a nice throw. Uh, that was, I mean, that was it. And I guess that was all it really. Goff made one nice throw. He made really that did. one nice throw to Cooks, which yeah. was dropped. Yeah, it was not uh, right not before the interception. Yeah, quarterback play. So it was pathetic. Let me see. What else do I have here? Really, I can't. I I have not watched a worst football game this year. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was very difficult to watch. I was trying to think about that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what games I've watched. They're flipping the field left and right. Flipping uh, the field nonstop. Both these coaches would be fired according to the Capadia rules. Uh, not Tony Romo's best night. I thought, I thought it felt like they told him to like, uh, tone it down. A I little think bit that's right. For the I, general audience. I agree with that. And man, that just doesn't suit him. No, it's true. So I didn't like that. The that only the me. highlight of the broadcast was Jim Nance getting excited about that bad punt that turned out oh, to be lucky. Jim Nance, the he gets what's the opposite of the grouse? He was fantastic. He you was openly so? mocking how terrible a game it was. It uh, was he's like he's like, "Oh, we got some excitement now with the that, punt." That the punt was a fantastic part. What, he did a great job. There was something else after that. I was think like someone ran for a first down and he's like, "Oh baby, here we go." Let me tell you the one it now was this great. is this is maybe a, an unfair criticism. There was who I forget who it was who clotheslined somebody. 
And uh, Jim Nance was like, oh, that's the best clothesline I've seen since. And he went back to like some, like 30 years, uh, maybe it was Deacon Jones or something like that. But like, get, clothesline, give me like a, you know, give me a, give me a wrestling reference on a clothesline. Uh, I'm not really expecting it's unfair. Nance to hit us with the wrestling wow, reference. I haven't seen a clothesline from hell like that since JBL. I didn't know there was some this this famous aquarium in Atlanta. Am I supposed to know that? No, definitely not. Okay. Every state, every city in America has like we've oh, got the best aquarium. Your this is your best take of the year. <laughs> oh, so true. I'm so freaking sick about hearing about these aquariums. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm happy to go. I'm happy to go to an aquarium, but it is always overpriced and always like we've got the aquarium, and it's all the same. I mean, for Big Brothers, Little Brothers, thank you to whoever donated the tickets. But mm-hmm. we went to we went to the uh, what is it? Was the Camden one, the Adventure Camden. Aquarium? I like it, but you know, it is very pricey. F- we're in there for fifteen minutes. We had seen the whole thing. Mm. I go, that's it. Where's the rest of this place? All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm I don't I don't disagree. <laughs> also, these companies who are spending money on these commercials. Like, aren't we all looking at our phones during during commercials? Yeah, a hundred percent. The commercials. I was trying to tell myself, don't look at your phone. Now, listen, as someone who's been in uh, in in two different uh, advertisers' war rooms, oh, Super Bowls. Oh, but uh, what can you tell us? I want more on that. You sworn to secrecy? I don't think I. I don't know if I'm sworn to secrecy. It's not that exciting. I'm just you know. Have another beer. Spill the beans. I'm actually. I've actually got a white wine with me right now. Okay. Uh, all right. I mean, I don't know. Is there anything else? I have nothing else to talk about during this. This. Uh, game. Do you think this? Uh, the be- I, feel I like believe the best that team I believe- did not win this year. What's that? Feels like the best team did not win this year, but I don't know. They beat the Chiefs. Well, I agree with that. I think uh, that, uh, like I brought up wrestling, as I said, if this was a if this was like a wrestling pay per view. Vince McMahon, like, as the Patriots counted, as the ref counted down one, two, three on the Patriots pinning the Rams, like, they would have been celebrating in the ring, and then all of a sudden Vince McMahon's music would have hit. No chance in hell. He comes strutting down, and he grabs the mic, and he says, this match was so bad that I am retroactively giving this championship belt back to the Philadelphia Eagles because Mm. neither of you deserves this title. That's, like, that would be, I mean, obviously not... What obviously this is not a reality, but that game was so bad that ne- like the Patriots, for them to like flaunt this Super Bowl as some great accomplishment is going to ring very hollow to me. I can't believe they won it again. I, I mean, mean their, pre- kudos their previous to them. titles, they felt they were the best team. You know, they they felt at times yeah unbeatable. It's all Brady in his prime and. Belichick and this was not one of those teams, but hey, they they won the games. They went on the road. They beat the Chiefs. And uh, yeah, I mean that was the that was their that was their that defining was, that moment. That might have been that the was, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah, they, right. the game was bad. I'm, I'm checking Twitter. I do think I do think that it, it if you are an Eagles fan, like. You feel the disappointment and sadness slash anger that they could have won the Super Bowl, but also I think a little bit of hope that 
there's nobody who is better positioned necessarily than the Eagles. Like, there's no reason that the Eagles couldn't just go win the Super Bowl next year. There's so much. There's so much between now and then. That's that's silly to say, but like, there's nobody They'll, to be afraid of. No, they'll be among a handful of. Uh, they'll be on the short list of favorites in the NFC. I would think. Yeah, I mean, it'll be them, the Rams, and the Saints. I would imagine. In the NFC, you're not going to pick think the Packers the Rams, again. I think the Rams are going. I think the arrow was pointed down. Jared Goff. Jared Goff may never play another game of football. Okay, I don't, I don't think that's true. That's the way he, the way the, the you know if I'm playing body language doctor, he look <laughs> he looked like he he doesn't want that smoke. It is gonna it is gonna be a fascinating NFC though. Yeah, you're right. Next year, I mean, Breeze didn't finish strongly. Uh, the Rams obviously. This is gonna be well. Breeze their story. will be fine as long as Straps not on the other opposing sideline. Right, and then you have the Eagles with Wentz coming off the injury. Yeah, who knows. So uh, you might you might want to get in on that uh, Seattle Seahawk the the future bets mm, right now. Your, your boys, long, not when they've your got boys. That might be their year. Was that Brian Schottenheimer who was calling plays for the Rams? It did feel like it. Run, run, pass, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. What do you think? You like the Niners? You like the Packers? Uh, you like the Bears? I can't go with the Packers. Panthers. Uh, Falcons. Pretty- Pretty wide open. Oh, Fal- Falcons could be interesting, I guess. Mm. Who Pan- they high? Well, don't forget about the Panthers because they've got your boy Norv. True. Who would have coached a much better game against the old the melty face? Sean yeah, McVay. that's true. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What 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 was the girly thing? I mean, what's going on? Yeah, there? what's going on? And and a good point by uh, Roto Pat from Roto what World, Pat Doherty. I would I would say Rotopat up there with my favorite follows. I I would agree with that. Uh, he had a great point, which was like the nonsense of of Todd Gurley not even being on the injury report. Like what are we like what are we doing here? What are the rules? I also enjoyed the I forget who had the tweet, but they have you watched the Fire Festival stuff yet? I haven't yet. Have you watched okay. both documentaries or just the Netflix? No, one? I've watched the, only the Netflix one okay. so far. Should I watch? Um, should I watch the Netflix one? It's worth watching. I thought so. I feel like Why? I've like gained a lot of the information the through of osmosis, but but I, the the Netflix one is the only one that they interview the actual guy. Is that is no? That right? I think that's the Hulu one. Oh, that's the Hulu one. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But yeah, I right. was thoroughly hashtag which fire fest should Bo watch? I think people say where you're supposed to watch both. Okay. I don't know. That could be wrong. Uh, what was it? Oh yeah, there were, the tweet was though of the fire festival guy saying that uh, Todd Gurley is not injured; he's fine. Because how many reports did they have with uh, right. sideline reporter? I just talked to Sean McVay. He said Todd Gurley's fine. I'm like I don't know, he might he might want to start going with another report or something. <laughs> like check with somebody else. Like have you know. seen what C.T. Anderson looks like? Uh, I like the I like I love the fat running back. Oh, man. there's nothing better. Bring me a fat running back to Philadelphia. The two, my, two, my two favorite body types are a fat running back and a short, uh, fat, athletic defensive tackle. Oh, phew. I, I didn't know where you were going there. I thought that might be the moment you got fired. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where were we? <laughs> 
You're the one who's off the rails. I don't know if you can handle your little one little half beer that you've got. Well, we know that I, yeah, that's not a strength of mine. We know that. All right. Is there is nothing is there, else to say about the Super I mean, Bowl? Yeah, is there anything else? else to say? I don't know. Like, uh, I, that game was such trash that I don't, yeah, I don't have much. No, I think I think we covered everything. Will do, mildew. Okay. You got some. You got some love for will do, mildew. I did. Yeah. Okay. Do you ever do like? Uh, I think we've talked about this before. Maybe did we talk about it before? Like when Casey had uh, when a few months ago when he was like drooling as teeth were coming in. No. I would give him like a uh, what are you over here, Julia Roberts or like Julio Iglesias? Mm. I give him that. Uh, okay, and now like oh like he's taking a little nap. He's like oh snoozing Sarandon over here, snoozing B. Anthony. That's yeah. a good one. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm happy to I'm happy to throw in all kinds of uh, as you wouldn't be surprised, obviously. No, I would not be. All kinds of all kinds of uh, punny nicknames, depending sure. on the activity. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's get to the reason that this is uh, being embargoed for a few hours. Tell us a little bit about uh, what's coming up on The Athletic this morning. Let's call it a Monday morning. Well, we had a little uh, little interview session with Carson Wentz last week. Oh, just you and him? Not just me and him. Hmm. There, were, uh, there were five or six reporters. Oh, what did it, was my invitation lost in the mail? <laughs> I, I don't know. You might have to check. I'll have to. I'll, it could be in my. It could be in my spam folder. It could be in your spam folder. And so uh, the story was the that cool he, kids, the cool kids, getting the invites. <laughs> Bo Wolf sto- left out to dry. <laughs> okay, twiddling my twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> Oh, this is uh, going to be okay. I had I had uh, I had baseball practice. It's no big deal. I, I wouldn't have been able to make it anyway. You guys go have fun. It's fine. I, I understand. You, you, you knew base- that I, you knew that I had something else to do. I get it. It's fine. Did you really have baseball practice? No, I'm trying to like oh you're oh, like, like high school. school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Did, what do you think? I was I'm on a baseball team right now. I I, I don't know. That's why I was wondering. Mm. They have adult baseball leagues, right? They do. Okay. I would like to. You, you got a baseball team? Let me know. I'm happy to join. Are you going to make your demands like you did with the softball team? Mm. You have to play a certain position. I'd like to bat, play third base. Like uh, You'd have to bat me anywhere you want, but I'd like to play the infield. Okay, I look forward to hearing from people. Yeah, I don't think I was able to rip everybody in the beginning enough. I when I was finished. When I was finished explaining why we're doing the podcast, I meant to say, "You better go leave a comment, or this will this is this type of spontaneity is never happening again." Spontaneity, whatever. But I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. If we don't get, I will say this: spontaneity is that right? I think that's right. If we don't get at least ten new reviews, that's a high bar. If we don't get at least ten new reviews referencing this podcast, this will never happen again. And even if we do get 10, there's a chance it'll never happen again. But that, that would guarantee it if we don't get 10. I agree. Okay. Let's make the bird lines nine and a half. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to get the over. I think people wanted this one. Okay. Okay. 
so, so the story goes that uh, I believe Carson Wentz will be promoting some of his charity work this week, and he knew during those interviews at those events he would be getting a lot of questions about the Philly Voice article, uh, what's happened since he last spoke to the media. So mm, I, 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 I don't a know. Handful if it was... to Joe Sanaloquito, as our Osprey listeners remember. <laughs> I don't know if it was his idea or if someone spoke to him and said it, you know, it would be better to get some of this stuff uh, out in the open before then. And so uh, he decided to do so. We had about a 20 minute interview session with him where we could uh, ask him questions about that story, some of the themes in it, whatever we wanted to basically. And so you can read that whole article on uh, theathletic.com slash Philly. Uh, it was embargoed until uh, 6 a.m. on Monday morning. So that's why the podcast isn't going up until 6 a.m. Monday morning. So we won't get into the specifics of the article. Obviously, go read that on the athletic. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Go read that bad boy. Uh, but what were you, what were your general takeaways from Carson Wentz's demeanor in his reaction to that story? Well, I thought he I thought he appeared uh, pretty relaxed during the interview. I think he did want to address both the some of the general topics and then some of the specifics. For example, uh, in terms of the general stuff, I will say he didn't like just uh, poo poo everything in there. You know, he he did say at times he is selfish. Okay. It, it made him think: are, are there times when I could have been a better teammate? Um, you know, some of these relationships. Do I need to work on them a little bit more? Uh, he, he admitted that the last year has been pretty very difficult for him. Be you know, with the two injuries. Of course, it has. Uh, right. But right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think of course it has. But to hear, you know, you know how athletes are. They usually will say. Uh, you know, you know, happy right. for my teammates. But he was, uh, you know, very. He was saying there are emotions involved when you're watching on the sideline and your team's winning the Super Bowl, or um, the offense isn't playing well. It looks like the season's over. Or you get injured, and then they go on this run, that type of thing. So uh, I thought he was uh, pretty honest with those comments. Um, so that's a lot of what what you can read in that article. And then in some of the specifics, you know, there was the anecdote in the article where it said that a veteran leader verbally uh, confronted him about not being a team Which I thought was the single most newsworthy piece of uh, news from that article. I would agree. Uh, He said he did not know what that was about when he read it. So whether he would be honest and tell us if he did know what it was about, I don't know. Uh, You know, it it probably warrants some additional reporting, but he, he... it wasn't a flat out denial, but it was basically like, you know, that I don't know what incident that he was talking about. Uh, and then there was one other. Oh, yeah. And then there was the stuff with Mike Grow. You know, there, were, there was mm. the, the detail about he bullies Mike Grow. And uh, that was the one he was pretty vehement. Like, you know, he was like, that's like a, you know, that's a very good coach. No one bullies him. We have conversations just like I had with Frank Reich last year. Mm. Uh, I think that that was probably just misinterpreted or something like that. I think I buy that, but I will say, I do. Yeah, I, I will say my general reaction to this is that the fact that this uh, embargoed tight session happened makes me think that there there is something to things that are going on. The fact that they felt the need to damage control this means that there is something. Is that a crazy reaction on my part? 
No, because I, I mean, we've talked about the things in the article and right. there are pl- plenty of themes in there that are accurate. He's, he's stubborn. He wants input on the offense. He, he battles and challenges. Yeah. Coaches and I, and I, I suppose as long as he is meeting that head on, then, then that is what is, what's fair. That is true. Yes. He totally admitted to all of that. I think the big thing is relationships with teammates. And so, you know, he was of the, and of course we have seen all the teammates coming out on social media in support. Right. That has happened ad nauseum. Right. And he, and he said, you know, if there are teammates who have issues with him, he just sort of wished that they would have uh, talked to him about it rather than uh, speak to the media. So, I, I mean, I think that it will be an ongoing theme depending on how next season goes. Obviously teammates are going to be uh, asked about it. Uh, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, oh my gosh. We did. We have the, I just got a tweet from, uh, Mike Cavalier from Harleysville, PA, and he says, worst take of 2019, that Super Bowl was a defensive gem. Oh. Nice nice. job, Mike. Good job. Yeah. Now, I will say that uh, I had a tweet that was about Robert Woods being one of the... Uh, This was my favorite part of the night. (laughs) This was your favorite part of the night? A hundred percent. Well, we we both remember, we have talked about it on the podcast, that during the Rams-Cowboys playoff game, out of nowhere, like, to the, like, my eyes nearly popping out of my head or my ears leaving my head, that uh, Troy Aikman said that Robert Woods might be the best receiver in the NFL, which I thought was, like, one of the craziest takes I've ever heard. So, I you know, I said something like, good job by the Patriots defense in jest. Uh, I'll read it. You said credit okay. to the Patriots defense. I favored it. It was my favorite tweet of the night. <laughs> credit, credit to the Patriots. De- Actually, I don't think the tweet was my favorite, but what you will explain afterwards is my favorite. Right. Credit to the Patriots defense for limiting Robert Woods, arguably the best receiver in the NFL, to three catches for 43 yards. Yeah, and then so it was retweeted by, for some reason, the uh, you know the athletic NFL. And uh, so now I'm still getting like responses from people being like, "What are you out of your mind? Like, this is one of the dumbest takes I've ever heard," which is fair if this is the first you've heard of it. So loyal listener NEPA right. to Philly says, yes. I, "I love it when people don't get your references," which is next, fair. Yeah. Next person says, "Best wide receiver in the league? Seriously?" <laughs> Ryan Rabaglia. He didn't understand it. So, there yeah, have been that there w- have been others. Don't rest assured. Okay. Uh, what do you make? I saw that Schefter tweeted something about uh, this being a good uh, addition to Julian Edelman's Hall of Fame case. I mean, I haven't looked at his numbers on the surface. That seems ridiculous. To it me. seems ridiculous, right? I mean, I, I don't mean, remember. Give me a give me a break. I don't remember him ever being among the 10 receivers I would want in a given season. Right. Like, at the very best, he's ever been, like, ninth or 10th best receiver in the league at best. 1,100 yards, his career high. Yeah, I mean, come on. 5,000 yards over a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine-year career. Insane. It's an insane take. Yeah, I I don't understand that. I can't. It's hard to. It's just hard to believe that that was the Super Bowl that we got. 
What a terrible game. It was bad. It's a, you know what? It's been a run. Let me look here. It feels like it's been a run of very good Super Bowls. Yeah, that's, that's true. And I mean, even, I was thinking you know, that earlier this week. Case. Well, that used to be the thing. That used to. I remember that being the thing. Like when it was Neil O'Donnell, like the Chargers quarterback, that like every Super Bowl is a bad game. And like we've had a good run of like good games. And even though this game was competitive, this was a this. Well, I mean, as everybody knows, this was you know Roberto Garbaggio. Oh yeah, when we were growing up, it was uh, you know that was the joke. It was like okay, the NFC is going to crush the right. AFC, and we're going to get a blowout. There was this string. I'm looking at it here. Uh, Washington beat Denver 42 to 10. There was a 55 to 10 in there. There was a 52 to 17, a 49 to 26. Yeah, there were. It felt like there were all these blowouts, and um, you know we got Patriots Falcons was was good. Eagles Patriots was obviously good. Patriots Seahawks was good. Uh, Ravens 49ers was good. The Giants Patriots ones were both good. Uh, Steelers Cardinals was a was a really good Super Bowl. I remember. So uh, yeah, those have all been within the last ten years. Yeah. So this is sort of a. A weird clunker. Uh, so, anything else to backtrack? Anything else on Wentz that you took away from your uh, secret society meeting? Uh, no. Did you guys take like a team picture? Uh, if there was, I was not. Uh, okay. I was not privy to that. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, as we talk about Eagles quarterbacks, the other thing we have to talk about. What uh, what had you working on your birthday? How was your birthday, by the way? Fine. Birthdays are terrible once you're older than like uh, well, yeah, twenty seven. This curmudgeon act. I mean, really, it's wearing thin. I mean, did you wear your Seahawks hat that I got you last year? No, I don't know where that is. Or the socks? I got you socks, I believe. Also, did you? I think I got oh. you bird socks, but I don't remember. Oh, I could always use a nice pair of socks. Yeah, there were a few. There were. It was a nice little birthday package, if I remember. Yeah, I, I remember. Thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah. How did you spend your Saturday? Mm, nothing. Okay. No, <laughs> nothing. You didn't, no, you, you yeah. didn't hang with the family. Was... Spend time with family. My uh, my family did bring me. My daughters brought me a little toast and coffee in bed, which they had been planning. That's so I fun. had to do, I had to do the old fake sleep. Oh, you know, I like it. Yeah, that's fun. I love doing a fake sleep. What's more fun than that? Yeah. Do you ever do that? Just like. In the living room, everybody's playing around, and then you pull the fake sleep, and they got to climb on top of you? Uh, I used to, but now when I do that, I just Where end up falling to sleep and napping. <laughs> okay, I respect <laughs> that. When they bring you toast, is it is it pre-buttered? This one was not, which was fine. Hmm. Don't, I don't mind going to throw anybody under the bus here. Yeah, maybe next year. Okay, okay. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. Okay. Some very nice cards. My daughter made me a very nice uh, nice card. I don't have it in front of me, or I, I would read it to you, but that was very nice. Okay. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, family, I got to go away because Adam Schefter has reported that the Eagles are planning to pick up Nick Foles or to, to franchise tag Nick Foles. At which Correct. point you say, I don't believe it for one second. The world needs to hear my take. Yeah, pretty much. Well, we did the Q&A with Joe Banner where we went through all the scenarios. But now, so yeah, this was the report was that the Eagles plan on using the franchise tag on Nick Foles in an effort to trade him. And so there's, you know, there's some things to unpack there. 
And I personally do not believe that they would use the franchise tag in that way where you say, all right, we're going to use the franchise tag on Foles and then we're going to shop for a, a partner to trade him. It that just it, it doesn't make stupid. a lot of sense. It would be a terrible process. Right. Uh, and the reason for that is... And of course you Nick, can read this whole thought out job yes. Shield on the athletic.com slash Philly. Once you assign the franchise tag, that 24 or $25 million immediately counts against your cap. So, you know, you would have to come up with that cap space and then be fine with that big chunk of it being used as this sort of placeholder for Nick Foles as you try to maneuver trades, free agency, whatever tweaks you want to make to your roster. So that's number one. Number two is, you know, the report said that they're looking for a third round pick. And so... What's the real upside to putting that big hold on your cap space? It's a third-round pick this year as opposed to the likely compensatory pick that you would get in 2020. So it's not like – it is a difference. You would rather have this year's third-round pick, but it's not like this huge difference. And and as you pointed out, it's – you know whatever it is is still going to be higher than the last pick of the third round next year. Right. Uh, So for that reason, it doesn't make a ton of sense. And then you're going to be in this situation where you have a franchise tag on this player that the entire league knows you cannot keep on your roster for that number. What are they, what team is going to say, okay, you know, even though you have no leverage, we will give you uh, this draft pick. I mean, what would be their reasoning for doing that? Uh, The only thing would really be if they're afraid, if they really want Nick Foles and they're afraid that, um, you know, another team might swoop in and make that trade and they won't get a chance at him on the open market. And then the final thing is, it, let's say you do assign the franchise tag to him, a team trades for him. That team is only getting guaranteed to get Nick Foles for one year. He can, I mean, they could try to work on a long-term extension, but Nick Foles and his agent, what they probably should say is, no, thanks. We'll take the 25 million guaranteed and we'll do this all again next, uh, next off season. So, that sequence of events I don't believe is going to happen. What I do think is, is possible, and I think what the Eagles are looking to do is over the next three, four weeks, they say they gauge the market. They talk to teams. They say, hey, uh, you know, you do want to trade for this guy because if you don't, someone else might. And we're not asking for a huge ransom. It's only a third-round pick. And so if you, we do agree to a trade, then we will assign the franchise tag and we can trade him to you. Uh, we can just assign the tag. He signs it, and then we trade him to you right away. So I think that's what the Eagles are hoping for. I still think it's unlikely. I think they're looking for a, a team to panic, a bad GM, but they have until, what is it, March March 12th. 5th, okay. March 5th to assign the franchise tag. And so now you give yourself this window. You you know, you ha- it's now been floated by a prominent national reporter that the Eagles are looking to tag and trade Nick Foles. They're looking for around a third round pick. So now any team that's interested can call Howie Roseman and see if that's something they want to do again. I still think it's not going to happen. I think he's going to end up being a free agent and you'll just get the comp pick, but there's no real downside uh, for Howie Roseman to at least take a swing here. See if anyone bites. If they do, you get a better draft pick. If they don't, no big deal. You don't actually have to uh, use that franchise tag just because maybe you floated that rumor out there. So I have two questions for you. Okay. First of all, 
Can you talk a little inside baseball about when you say no reason to take a, not to take a swing here for Harry Roseman? You think he is just disseminating this information purely as a bluff with no intention to actually franchise tag Foles? Well, no, I, I think if he has a trade in place, then he can use the franchise tag. Okay. And use it and then trade him. But yeah, So when it, he it, says our our plan is to franchise tag him, he is at least, you know, like there's an uh, uh, a kernel of truth to it because their best case scenario is to agree to a trade and then franchise tag him? Yes, but yes, no, I do think it's mostly a bluff. And I don't know if that comes straight from the Eagles, if that's what... Uh, Howie Roseman is telling other teams, and then that information gets out there. I'm sure he ne- he wants it out there. I'm sure he knew it was going to get out there. Um, and it's a, I mean, Banner even talked about this in the Q and A. It's I mean, it's a smart move, I guess. It's a logical move for Howie Roseman and the Eagles. This isn't a criticism of them. It's a step you take. See if you you know you you turn over uh, every stone. Leave, leave no leave no stone unturned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. And, and you see, maybe it's like Fezzik from princess bride. He's picked up the stone. He could could kill you if he wanted to. You could see John Elway, right? Panicking and say, Oh boy. Sure. They might do this. All right. Howie, we'll give you that third round pick, you know, send send him over here. So you're just looking for sure. Gettleman. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking for two to pit kind of two teams against each other. Really just have one bad GM panic. And then you get a little bit more of what you want. So I think that's what they're doing. Is Tannenbaum still in charge in Miami? I think he got fired. He got, he get, he did get fired or repositioned or whatever. Okay. Cuz he would yeah. have been a perfect mark. You uh, know, I am doing another piece where I'm asking all our all of our beat writers whether the team they cover is uh would be interested in Nick Foles. Have you been getting some good responses? Yes, that will run hopefully later this week. I haven't heard from everybody, but I think okay. the two teams that that said like it feels like a real possibility for them are Denver and Jacksonville. Which Denver, that's been my prediction all along. Yeah, those are two teams that we've discussed previously. I'm so. excited. I hope it is Denver. Okay. Just because then I can lord it over everybody. Oh, so you would never correct. do something like that. That's true. That's true. Okay. Uh, my second question, and this goes to something we have talked about. Uh, if the best case scenario for the Eagles – is for this to happen, but it, if that is to happen, it needs to be in. Con- they basically need to be working with Nick Foles. It has to be this sort of symbiotic partnership, and part of that is maybe played into by the fact that they paid out his million dollar bonus, even though he was, you know, a few snaps shy of that bonus. There's this whole thing about, you know, them, uh, you know, sh- do they even exercise the twenty million dollar option? if Foles is going to have to then pay them back $2 million because then uh, maybe they harbor some ill will about Nick Foles having to pay them $2 million. This whole thing about, like, you know, this incremental millions of dollars. But basically, the best-case scenario for the Eagles requires them to be on Nick Foles' good side and for him to be helping them out as much as he is helping himself out. I don't know if I agree with that. You don't agree with that. Well, if you if you use the franchise tag, he's tagged, and then you can trade him. And if he signs, if now he, he signs right away, if he signs right away, so yes, he could say, "I'm not going to sign that until I find out where you're trading me." But see, why so, would he sign that if he is not working with them? Because he doesn't because, want to come back to twenty five million dollars. Sure, that's great, but 
I don't think he wants to take $25 million to be a backup. Well, where would, that, where, where, where would he be a backup? What do you mean? Well, with the Eagles? Yeah, that's what I, he's not going to sign it if, if, he does, if he doesn't know that he's going somewhere he wants to go. I guess so. Maybe. Maybe not. It's, the thing about the franchise tag is it's fully guaranteed the second you sign it. So you're putting $25 million in your pocket regardless of what else happens. Now, right, but we know that Nick Foles is not motivated purely by money. True, but so like everybody's motivated a little bit by money. You think he's going to sign that right? You think he's going to sign? There's the idea that he would sign it right away. Why would he sign it right away if it could mean, you know, uh, his agency is taken away from him and he could end up in Washington? You know, this terrible organization. Whereas if he doesn't sign it, or uh, if he has more of a say in where he's going, he could end up, you know, getting paid. I don't know. Who knows? $20 million in Jacksonville. Yeah, you're probably right. I I don't believe that he has the, uh, like, oh, you know, they franchise tagged me. Let me get on a plane and get on a motorcycle to go sign it right away as fast as I can. Yeah, you could be right. You're right. If if they're going to trade him or if he's going to sign with a team on a long-term deal, he's going to get – more than $25 million guaranteed. So that part is true. Then there's also this wrinkle. Uh, I, I don't know who reported it, but that like the Eagles are trying to ensure that he doesn't go to like Washington or the giants or something. Mm. That's the case where I looked at it and said, they really have no means to do that. Because like you said, if that's the case, I'm sure Foles is going to be, I don't know if he's going to be in the loop or not, but you would figure they want to maintain a good relationship with his agent. And so then he can really say, if I want to go to the Giants, and I don't, again, I don't know, I don't think he does. We've talked about this before because Pat Shermer is the one who sort of said, hey, Sam Bradford's better than you. Let's make this trade and, and said that to Chip Kelly. So I don't think that's the case. And I don't think he would really want to go to Washington given that he's already been in football hell. And uh, that's the, that is another football hell uh, in D.C. at this stage in his career. So I don't think that's the case. But let's say he did say, all right, you know what? I don't care. I want to go to the Giants. The Eagles don't really have a means to stop him from doing that because they can use the franchise tag and say, we're not going to trade to the Giants. We're going to trade to the Jaguars. If his preference is the Giants, then yes, he can say, I'm not going to sign the franchise tag. Right. And so then he can force his way um, to free agency or to a team uh, that he wants to play for. All right. Do you have anything else? Because I have three minor loops to close. No, please close, close them. Okay. We've hit the over hour mark. Yeah, I'm shocked that we went this long. Well, yeah, you're shocked after you did the exercise of every – let's go through every Super Bowl compare. That, that turned out to be pretty quick. <laughs> You've got nothing else to add on Foles or Wentz. No, I, the Foles thing, honestly, is much uh, easier to read than to talk about. So I would say just go read the article on theathletic.com slash Philly. Right. If you're a loser and you don't subscribe, then you just, you know, you can go ahead and have conversations with your friends where you have no idea what's really going on. Okay, quickly, two Patriots things. One. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Patrick Chung. Is this the crazy, like, I mean, you know, he broke his arm or whatever it was. But, like, the fact that he is, like, actually good with the Patriots, whereas he was, like, worse than Garbanzo Beans with the Chip Kelly Eagles. Is, 
that is to me like one of the craziest things. Does it does it drive you nuts or no? I was thinking it's underrated. That's like an underrated, terrible move by the Eagles during that era. You know, with such a classic. Oh, you know, this coached him. He, he was he was at he was an Oregon guy, right? He was, yeah. Yeah, he was at Oregon, and now oh, he played for this winning organization, and we need a safety. Let you know, let's let's bring him in. And he was just so freaking terrible. He was and he, so bad. And he seemed kind of like a miserable guy. I mean, we don't we didn't get like the yeah. you know we weren't around him constantly. Maybe his teammates liked him. Uh, but it was such a disaster and such a, a dumb move at the time. Yes. And yeah, obviously he is a, you know, granted he's, he's played yeah, the well fact for that them. He's not been like a yeah. trash fire with the Patriots. It's an no, interesting... he's good for them in that scheme and system and they know how to work with his strengths and, um, use him in a, in the way that they use him. Uh, it more annoys me about sort of the chip Kelly thing than anything else. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, number two on the Patriots. Uh, we were discussing Julian Edelman's possible Hall of Fame candidacy. It went on said that, of course, he was suspended earlier this year for cheating. Uh, and let's not forget that. So that's all. Is anyone going to write that story? Let's PEDs. see. I don't know. Now, is it true that the you know he is suspended for PEDs, notoriously works with this trainer who is like Tom Brady's guy? That connection has been made, I believe. Yes, that's true. Okay. That is true. That is a thing that is verifiable. And, you know, it's not like Tom Brady is pathologically uh, committed to taking every advantage he can get in order to try to win a game. Well, Tom Brady got asked about that there at one point this season and walked off the press conference. Mm. Like, when he was, like when he keeps avoiding questions about having a uh, MAGA hat in his locker. He's he you know say what you will about Tom Brady oh, but he's boy. willing to answer he's willing to you know face the tough questions head on. You know what really annoyed me which we haven't gotten to was there were actual columns written last a couple weeks ago about how Tom Brady sought out Patrick Mahomes. Did you read this oh, story? Oh my god. Yeah like like not telling a security guard and like oh yeah oh, in a my private god. room cuz he won the game. I mean what is that? That is pathetic. I thought that was. I uh, totally agree. Alfonso Beans. I totally agree. Yeah. Let's see you lose. Let's see you lose a game and seek somebody out to congratulate him, Tom. I agree. You know that's one of my. Uh, hold on, I'm looking it up. Say something. Well, I want to get your reaction to my last thing, which is, uh, which is, you know, at this point that everybody is listening to this, maybe has gone around, but I, I, I don't want to give it to you because I want you to react honestly. Okay, well, my thing was, and I, I don't remember the exact details of this, but uh, when the Sixers beat the Lakers, and Pat, I think Pat Riley sought out Dr. J, I believe, mm. and that that was always like one of my uh, one of my dad's like teaching points and one of his favorite things in sports. Like, nice, you know, he lost, but uh, I don't I don't think he ever used the word class. Hopefully, but he was like, you know what, he lost, but uh, you know, he still had these sort of. Um, Wherewithal to go congratulate sure. uh, Dr. J on finally uh, getting over the hump and winning the title. And so that's what I thought of when everybody's, uh, you know, writing these glowing pieces about Tom Brady congratulating Patrick Mahomes. Well, what would he have done that if they would have lost? I mean, we know the answer. Yeah, the and answer so, is no, for sure. So, so yeah. I it's think not that, even like he probably wouldn't have. We, we know that the answer is no. 
if you're going to write the column about how great it is that he did that, then I hope you also wrote, and I, I actually don't even know who wrote these columns, but I saw them floating mm-hmm. on Twitter. Then I hope you would have written the column last year uh, about how he didn't do that. And congratulations to you, by the way, on speaking of, you know, guys getting uh, lauded, laudatory uh, plaudits. I don't know. I, what am I saying, even? I don't know. Did I win an Chris award? Long. Or I, Chris I've never Long, man of the year. Congratulations oh. to you on the oh. 2017 Shield of Bird of the Year. Thank you. The most prestigious honor in the NFL. The league's most prestigious honor, as they have said. Oh, I thought it was just like the in the world. I think, well, I mean, listeners know that it pales in comparison to the Shields Bird Dove of the Year, but mm. okay. hashtag even better man. All right, your reaction to, finally, Andrew Whitworth, the Rams offensive tackle, uh, talking about this game. He says, uh, I don't give a crap. If you have a Hall of Fame bust, if you're a pro bowler or win 20 Super Bowls, at the end of the day, we're all going to die. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that the full quote? I believe that's the full quote. Oh, boy. That got dark. <laughs> I, well, I, thought, I thought that was up your alley. I think there's only one thing to say to that. Go ahead. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> We're all going to die, yeah. Okay. That is true. Man, as I, you know, pass another birthday and get older, that that Mm. might keep me up tonight, yeah. Yeah, Have yourself another drink. You never know. Oh, 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 I am seeing that tweet. At the end of the day, we're all going to (laughs) die. I respect that. At this point, now I I wish the Rams won just for Andrew. Maybe there's two likable players in Atlanta. Maybe. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I guess that will do it for this post-game pod delayed edition of Birds with Friends. Uh, I can't promise that we'll be back this week, but if there is some newsworthy Eagles thing that happens, as long as the reviews are there, so will we be. What, are you going on vacation or something? No, but I got I to gotta oh. hunker down on this. I, uh, this Jason Peters story, I got to finally just get it, mm. get it done. It's, Okay. Like to have to have a story like lingering in the ether and like knowing that you have it, have to get it done is the worst. You know That's what I mean? True. That's true. I've got a couple of those I'm working on myself. Yeah, but they're further away for you. I feel like you're in good shape. You've been you've been pounding stuff out. Okay. I feel like this one. Like I got I gotta just I gotta finish it. You can do it. Put your back into it. You're not going to give me that? Yeah, sure. Okay. Any commercials uh, jump out to you? N- none for me. I I wasn't paying a lot of attention. Uh, were they introducing a new Dorito flavor or something? Like, you don't need more Dorito flavors. No, but uh, there was a Chance the Rapper with the Backstreet Boys. If I were them, so. I would say I would launch a whole campaign, like, back to the classics. And just be like, the, we're only doing nacho cheese and Cool Ranch. Mm. All the other flavors are discontinued. We're going what, with what got us here. Dance with the girl that brought you. Dance with the girl, girl who brought you. Yeah. So, a little, little, uh, little word of advice to my advertising friends there. I like if you're it. working on that Doritos account. Advertising yeah. uncle. Yeah, advertising uncle. Yeah. Enough of this, enough of this garbanzo beans. Introducing new flavors. There you go. I think that's fair. Okay. 
Okay. I was going to give you like a Pecknice mic, right? But let's just, let's just call it. Yeah. No, I've already basically taken my headphones off. This is insane. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, rate, review, subscribe, download, delete. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If the reviews are not there, who knows when the next time Birds with Friends will be in your ears. It's impossible to say. Um, and uh, for that, uh, we wish you a happy Garbanzo Bean Super Bowl. It's one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. Sheila, any last words? What do you think? Hmm. I know that's right. For Sheila and Bo, and as always, we love you.